here we go thank you everybody for dropping in this is episode number five of the business of i am your humble host jeff janak as you know and each week we take a look at a business side of a particular topic we record it live on on my youtube channel but you can also listen to the audio version on spotify link in description or you can look use us on google podcasts also link in description i hope is correct and someday we will be on Apple Podcasts, when I get my act together and I get that all set up, they wanted a credit card and I just didn't get around to doing it. Over the first four episodes, we had great conversations with Jim and Ann about fundraising, sports taxation with our friend Robert, the CEO of Liquid Liquid Bit, Matt, uh, talked about gaming. And of course, last week we had the USFL with our boy Brandon. But this week, we are taking a look at influence marketing with the CEO of Into Intellifluence. I'm probably saying that wrong, and he's probably going to get mad at me. Joe, so let's bring Joe onto the show. Joe, thank you for being here. Happy to do it. And it is Intellifluence. You're totally there, fine. There we go. <laughs> Recently <laughs> trademarked, so now you know, I'll use it everywhere. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Well, Joe, I, th- I appreciate you for you jo- jumping in and being taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. So why don't you tell me a little bit, of, tell everyone a little bit about you. Who is Joe? And then obviously what Intellifluence is. Sure. So my name is Joe Sinkwitz. I've been in digital marketing for a very long time now. I actually got my start in organic search in the mid 90s. I was asked wow. by a doctor to help build a website. I was still in college at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, I'll figure this out. So I figured it out. It's like, okay, now we want to sell this product that I'm trying to sell. It's kind of new to the market called Viagra. Okay, let's figure it out. <laughs> so I got my start on that side of the web. Wow, uh, selling by Viagra. selling Viagra. Yeah, ma- manipulating uh, Alta Vista in order to do it. And so oh, Alta Vista. Alta come. Vista was my favorite search engine of all, of all time. I mean, it, it was it was solid. I, I actually used a dog pile for quite a while, but I mean, I got my start in Alta Vista, and it was just it was sort of what launched what I did for a living. Uh, I when I graduated, I thought I had to you know go into the realm of what I studied for, so I was a developer for a little bit, you know, mm. creating tax software, which is so fascinating that no one loves building tax software. So I, I left that one back in the search, and so I've been hey. doing that ever since. Hey, fun, um, fun no, fact, sure. my, uh, my 19-year-old has taken accounting, and he's the course he's actually taken right this minute is, is uh, taxation software, which he thought he was going to hate, but he's actually he quite, he's quite enjoying it. And, and I said, well, you know, um, like everybody needs to file an income tax return, and I'm sure we could, you know, for, you know, 20 bucks, you can, the simple returns for certain people, you could probably bang it out. So he's thinking of that. Yeah, I mean, so don't make fun of the income tax software. No, I mean, you see, it was it was state and local tax. So I worked for a big company, a KPMG. Uh, I, I know they have you know satellite offices in Canada there too. But like, um, I got so past that world. Second fun fact: I started my career in 1992 working for Ernst and Young. Okay, so the direct competition at that point in time. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks they were going to merge back in the 90s. If you oh, Google really? that up, was there was a, there was a time that they were actually talking about merging. But it, it fell through. But there was a time in the 90s, I want to say 94, 95, there was actually talk of the two firms merging. So that was a couple of years before I joined them then. Okay. That, that just and maybe that was only Canada. I, maybe it was only in Canada. I'm not sure. But hmm. yeah. I don't know. Someone fact check me on that. 
but I do remember. But uh, so, since then, though, uh, almost in entirely, you know, search marketing. So okay. for a while, we, we had a business where we were black hats. And so all we did is uh, launch our own affiliate sites. So we had a portfolio of 5,000 or so sites. We we're earning $10 million a year revenue. It was a pretty good business. And then April 24th, 2012, we got slapped real hard by Google to the point where it was basically BK. It, it, it was done. So oh, wow. uh, it took a couple of years. Um, I helped out a, a buddy, uh, Dave Snyder. He is the CEO of Copy Press, which is a gigantic uh, content marketing company out of Florida. And then while I was there, I got recruited and started building the backstory here. I got recruited by the Cameron family out of Hollywood. Now, the people that did Terminator, uh, Titanic, and other small budget films like that. I've heard so, of, I've heard, I think I may have heard of that. They had a really ridiculous product. It was a cell phone that you vape. And they wanted me to see me to be the CMO of this company. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, let's see what this looks like. You know, consumer packaged goods. Hadn't really done that yet, but I understood very well how to, you know, sell things online. It turned out that it was one of those products that you just couldn't sell online. You couldn't do AdWords. You couldn't do uh, Facebook ads. Kind of similar to like the casino stuff. Like it's verbative, you know, that you just couldn't do it. So the only way I could get any sort of momentum was I'd take the product and I'd put it in the hands of people to try to get them to make fun of it. When they make fun of it and share their memes with other other friends, we got a lot of exposure and buzz. So I got written up in Playboy, Maximum, and a whole bunch of other publications. I'm like, wow, I found it. So at that point, huh. I kind of stumbled into influencer marketing, you know, you know, ass backwards, falling back into it. And I realized, okay, there's there's a market here. How does this work? How can I get these people on the regular? Everyone had an agency. They all wanted 20% minimums. You had to spend at least 10 grand a month. You know, like that company could have done it, the the the, the enterprise. Sure. But it just seemed like it was a really unwieldy sort of setup. And I'm like, well, what about small influencers? What about right. small businesses? There was nothing for it. Right. So I left and I said, we're just going to create this. And so that's what we did. 2016, decided to build it. So we just built it from the ground up, focused on the small. And as we just get, you know, gain momentum and show and prove ourselves, we've been able to get, you know, larger and larger influencers, larger and larger brands. Well, our overarching goal is still to try to democratize influence. So that's a very long-term goal. So it how would you practice. describe influence marketing? Because there's everyone describes it differently. Yeah. Everyone thinks of the Kim Kardashians. What does she get? Like a million dollars a tweet, uh, or 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 something like that, right? More. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so, so Kim. <laughs> no, that, Kim that, doesn't that, talk to me, so I don't. Yeah, that whole thing. That's actually really intriguing. So for a while, they were were pay you know significant amounts of money for a static uh, Instagram post, for instance. It got to the point where. They no longer wanted to do that unless they were given equity stakes in the companies they're representing. So they're getting a lot on the front end and the back end. And so I don't know what their current number is, but it's extremely significant. So they're doing okay for themselves, I'd say. Um, the way, though, that I would sort of define influencer marketing, I like to distill it down to it's just having someone else tell your story for you. It's word of mouth mm. in a digital setting. That's all it is. And because you can describe it like that, that sort of takes out the audience of it. You know, it could be a very small situation. It could be the pure influencer, like me telling you, Jeff, like, hey, you know, you also worked in an accounting firm. Here's the coffee mug I liked because we all had to drink this stuff when we were sitting there at a desk. Like, that's a pure influence. In our little Dilbert cubicles, as it's we used to pure, call as, yeah. as, as we used to call them, the Dilbert cubicles. I absolutely had a Dilbert cubicle. And we uh, all I, I, I worked my way up to a Dilbert office. I was very proud. Oh, of you. 
yeah, I yeah. never made I never made managers, so I uh, or senior consultants. So uh, yeah, it didn't last. <laughs> you know, I got there and like I think I had the office for like three months, and then nine eleven happened, and then you know, poof, everyone was gone. Um, so like, there's there a couple different sorts of influencers. So so like the peers, that's the biggest stuff. That's like you know your friends, your neighbors, your your buddies, just the people you work with. That's where a lot of the magic happens. You referenced Kim. She's now what we call like an aspirational influence or a celebrity. People want to be like her, but for the most part, you know, what if she says go buy a Mercedes, you might be like, okay, she wants me to go buy a Mercedes. Then you might have a, someone else that's like an authoritative influencer, an expert. You might have like a car guy, someone that you follow on uh, YouTube. Maybe you're looking at you know videos on the best cars. And he mm -hmm. comes out and says, this is a superior vehicle. I've never seen them create a better make and model. And you say, okay, cool. You know, that is his reference point. So in the chat is uh, one of my friends, Bruce Campbell. He's a musician. He has a music uh, YouTube channel. And one of the guys that we like is Rick Beato. So that would be what you're talking about. So Rick would say, I like this type of guitar or I like something. Exactly. So right? it's like, so for you, it would go beyond peer. So he would be like, a, he'd be like an authoritative and peer because you're like, you have a peer relationship, but you know him to be an expert on that. Right. Uh, and so like, those are the sort of the three, like at the same time, like that, let's say that, that, that car example again, mm -hmm. um, if all your neighbors start buying that one car, you get this sort of immense peer pressure where you're like, I feel I need to have this in order to belong. And so that's like a, a dog pile effect of peer influence. And that's why it works so incredibly well. Or everybody's, you know, there's an illusion that if you don't have a Mercedes or a BMW or a something, if you just got a little Ford, that, you know, it's a statusy type thing too, right? It is. It, there's, there's a keeping up with the Joneses aspect to it, for sure, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, so before we move on, uh, shout out to my friend David Wilson from the UK. He loves the placement of the hat behind you. I know we talked a little bit that off, off stage. There you go. Obey the Joe, Mr. Wilson. There you go. All right, cool. All right, so all right, so that's a good that's a that's a good way uh, of explaining it because I never know how to explain it to somebody. So is 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 doing influence marketing for everybody? Is there I, or should everybody do it or is there? I at, at some point in the future, yes. Currently, not yet. And the reason I say that is because there's there's a lot of obstacles right now still, and so some of the obstacles are only certain networks. And so getting into the mindset of a brand, sometimes when brands jump into influencer marketing, they're trying to figure out like, I want to hire influencers. What they're thinking of is I want to hire Kim Kardashian on Instagram. They're not yet able to understand and disseminate down that, oh, influence is just, I'm looking to get people that have an audience whom I consider to be my buyer persona that mm -hmm. I'm trying to connect with. Right. So there is some friction still between uh, the current setup of having to be in the right networks and having to be in the right categories where brands are currently looking, and I, which I know that we, we could talk about, you know, your current setup towards mm -hmm. there's sort of a, a, you know, a discrepancy there. Yeah. And then the future in the future, what I want to see is where anyone can hire anyone else for their influence. And so it'll just sort of know Jeff has expertise in these following fields. He has interest in these following fields. Mm -hmm. I need help or I need to promote something that happens to match up. Boom. Here's a pitch accepted or rejected or negotiated. Done. Right. So that's right. where I see the future of democratizing that influence, but we have a very long ways to go. Okay. Is there a type of person who should or should not be an influencer? 
if you're dishonest, you should not be an influencer. Okay. But I but really like the best, the best influencers that I've seen uh, in the network, you know, now looks having real data versus what my preconceived notions are, is people that are, you know, have a good attention to detail. You know, people that are, are will, will, you know, respond to a pitch fairly quickly, you know, provide some semblance of I'm here, I'm willing to work. You could see that I have good work history. They tend to do the best. Interesting. Um, beyond that, though, you know, there's I, I give a lot of advice when people are getting started, like, what should I do? And I usually say, focus, just, you know, pick something and really just focus on it. Don't go too exceptionally broad, especially if you're just starting out, because you're going to get sort of pigeonholed into, oh, you're only good for uh, affiliate reviews uh, for Amazon products where they're going to give you maybe a couple bucks over the, the product value. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That can be a fun hobby. That's not really a career. But if you're, let, let's say gaming, you, you're focused on maybe a specific type of game. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's craps. And then within craps, maybe there's like a specific type of strategy. Like, I don't know craps from crap. <laughs> you know, maybe there's some sort of niche within the niche. Yep. Like when I'm uh, speaking with uh, some like cosmetics influencers, what I'll usually say is like, like pick a cosmetic line. Okay. Now let's narrow it down. Let's pick a specific like body part. Is it skin? Is it hair? Okay. Is hair. All right. How about eyebrows? Okay. How about tweaking eyebrows? So now they've gone real deep. And if all they do is provide really good content on that one thing over and over and over, brands will absolutely find them because they're yep. doing all these searches constantly on Instagram. Right. They're looking in the TikTok marketplace. They're looking to find them. Right. You will be found. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that and Sean Cannell from Think Media, um, you know, when he talks about, you know, YouTube and YouTube channel, that's kind of what he says. Find your whatever your niche is. Find your find your place and just do that well. Right. And, and that so that you're saying sort of the same things that, that he does, but you're doing it uh, more for the brands. Right. You know, and, and, I, and I know like we talked a little bit before him, mm -hmm. but this sort of leads into this. If you're going really focused on something, mm -hmm. you can charge for the content, because if you're going really specific, you might put out something that's a little bit broader. That's a shorter like let's say it's like a 10 minute review on um, the game itself. And say if you want like the in detailed strategies of how to do this, how to win in a greater percentage, whatever it might be, you could subscribe. You could do like whatever super payment, whatever platform it is that you're uh, releasing this material on. Yeah, do it without a doubt. Like I, I'm a big fan of um, like uh, science and futurism type stuff on YouTube. So I'll listen to uh, John Michael Godier. He's another YouTuber in our network. They're always pitching like, hey, join Curiosity Stream where I put out my real detailed stuff. And I found that like, I like the regular stuff. So sure, I'll, I'll pay the nine bucks a month and I'll get access to the detailed stuff. And I love it. I, it's something to listen to. Okay, cool. Um, so how do you approach? So obviously we you're going to talk about what you do in a second, but what's the best ways to connect with a brand? Just reach out to the brand themselves or to go through something like you have? I find that the, uh, unless you're big, uh, going out to directly to brands can sometimes backfire unless okay. you know that they have a program already. So like if they buy, if they put out like solicitations, like we're looking for influencers, by all means, go ahead and pitch all day. Okay. Um, sometimes it like you see the stories where it backfires, where an Instagrammer with a thousand followers reaches out to a, a five-star hotel and says, you know, you should give me a week's stay during your busy season for free and I'll take a picture. And they post it on, you know, their channel, like what an idiot. 
Yeah. So there is the flip of that. I my advice is as someone you know, an influencer, you're already deciding that you're going to focus. Join every conceivable network that you could possibly find. You so an influencer network. Use this all for lead flow. You know, there's there's a lot of different players out there. We're the largest of the warm contact people, meaning that we actually try to inboard onboard influencers at a greater rate. Uh, so it makes us a little bit more influencer focused versus brand focused. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason why you should not be everywhere. But beyond that, make it easy for them to contact you off platform. I mean, you make it easy for them to find your contact details. You know, do shout outs like you're you're wearing your Twitter handle. So it makes it somewhat simplistic if someone's looking at this like, oh, I'm going to reach out to this guy. What's his name? Okay, I got it. So yeah, that, that is why if you go through all of the hundreds, the 400 videos I've posted, very rarely do I not have this or a related shirt with it on there. Although and, and I ha I've had some people in my chat going, "How? Do, what's your Twitter? I'm like, um, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's right? shirt. Yeah, and just, just make it easy to contact you and just follow through. Well, um, you... You found me. You found me. So, yeah. you know, you and found you, me. Actually, because your contact information was easy to find. Yeah. And not, I did that. I, I, I did that on purpose. I, I know because reaching out to some people on the show, I'm, you know, trying to figure out. And some people have websites. Some people don't. Some people have fake emails in that contact section under YouTube. Uh, some people have really good. Um, uh, some people have, you know, websites where it says media requests. Click here and you fill out a form. So. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Like, uh, I'm because I'm acting as like a digital broker of sorts. Yeah. My, Joe at Intellifluence.com, and I have to read all my own email. We get I get inundated, but it's there. And you know, it, it's just a little sacrifice. Like, if you want the business, you have to be able to sift through some of the dirt. I just emailed you, and you came back to me and said, "Sure." Like, ah, this guy. <laughs> Exactly. There you go. All right. So why don't you talk? So um, so tell us about IntelliFluence. Full disclosure, that is how I met Joe. I am a user. I have signed up and I have done some stuff for some brands. Um, so um, so my friend Bruce says the peer influencing stuff is super interesting. Yeah, it, I think so, too. Like that's that's what I sort of based the entire company on is is the future being that. And it right. looks like we, we even did um, a big compensation survey last summer and we did a write up in it, I think, in September, where we just asked a bunch of influencers, like, what are they getting paid? What are they trying to do? And then asked the brands how they felt about things. And it really seems like people are gravitating more and more towards peers. So you you don't don't gatekeeper yourself. Don't yeah. feel like you have to have a gigantic you know, following just to get hired or just to so be relevant. My you friend don't. Dude Games just rather watch me. So there you go. Just wants to watch, not maybe hear pitches. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? And that sort of thing happens a lot on Twitch, right? I mean, that's the entire thing. It's just people watching the content play itself out. Yeah. They're, they're, they're watching the game. Or like I, I wrote an article for The Drum a couple weeks ago on Twitch. And I'm, I'm sort of seeing this trend where I'm seeing some people do cosmetics. They're just, you know, putting makeup on. And uh, granted, there's a little bit of a creepy audience factor that kind of goes into Twitch sometimes, but I sort of see um, that sort of evolving. And so I, I could envision different categories of interest where it's sort of come along with me content. Uh, I'm, I'm in a new city. I'm going to go around and find all these new restaurants you're going to explore with me. So the watching content stuff, it absolutely works. But uh, what is Intel Flint, though? Um, yeah, let's talk about that. We're a warm contact network. What, like I mentioned, so everyone that's in our system 
signed up. We try to keep uh, the fee structure as low as we possibly can. We, we don't take money from influencers. So it's set up so influencers could say, hey, I, I want to do a blog post and I charge $100 for a blog post. They get $100 for a blog post, you know, if a brand hires them. That, that is the entire thesis of this thing is allow people to put in the networks where they have any sort of visibility and then provide a mechanism for the brands to be matched up with them to handle campaigns or to let the influencers create their own individual offers and get hired one off kind of like a fiber sort of thing. And that's, that's my advice to you, Jeff, is to be able to go back through, you know, that you're becoming a niche expert in a couple different things. You're going to have this built up where you're the business of X, Y, Z. And so at some point you're going to be able to say like, um, you know, pay me $500 and you can come on my show and I'll interview you. That is a product. And there, there's hmm. no reason why it couldn't be a product. Now you could say like sponsored or whatever. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> Damn, I asked you to do it for free. Uh, Damn. Well, not because you're trying to build up the, the channel, right? <laughs> right? So or that, that, yeah. could be, that could be your shit. You could say like the first 25 are going to be free and you're going to see how good these are. And yeah. then you're going to see I need to be on it. Uh, the same thing for like, you know, if you're doing gaming reviews, you might have even a, a sub channel at some point where you're just doing that. You say like, you know, I will give a 15, 20, 30 minute walkthrough video. Here's all the details I'm going to get. Here's why I'm going to charge you a premium to do it. Just make it real easy for them to click to buy. Make it look like you're obviously an expert in the field. Right. Charge. Charge for your worth. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So Bruce says it's not worth my time. So there we go. We have to we have to win Bruce over, it sounds like. It, it, you know, not everyone has to do it. I mean, yeah. the way we talked about it was, should this be a career for everyone? Uh, no. You know, some people can dip in and out of it. If they feel like doing something and getting a little extra scratch, they can. Yeah. But by no means should they ever feel forced to. And that's also why we're a little bit different of a network. You're yeah. not forced to take specific offers. You're not forced to hit a certain minimum of offers. You, you do what you, you want to do. And if you yeah. want to do games, you do games. So how does it work? So how does into uh, so there's so there's there's how does it work? Yeah, because there's two yeah. things, and you told me one thing I'm doing wrong. Well, not wrong, but I haven't done it yet. So. Yeah, so 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 think of it like a search engine. And so in a search engine, you have inputs, and then you have um, like a search query that occurs over a database level. So your inputs would be you know your your various social networks, your profile. You know when we talked about adding a lot of depth and meat to your profile because that is what is used for keyword selection when someone's right. doing a search for they're looking for gamer canada then you know you come up in in the search uh, results Got beyond it. that it's looking at you know some of them want to know audience size some of them want to know what is the uh, average uh, engagement rate on the video and so we're capturing that sort of information over a period of time mm -hmm. um they're using that to act as a matchmaker so you could think of it as like tinder for business a little bit um you know they don't have to swipe anyway. They just click a button, but same concept. Yeah. Excellent. And then I can, so something I'm not doing, you, you informed me. Um, well, I already knew that. Uh, I'm not making my own off. I'm not doing pitches. So how does that work? All, all it really is, is um, you're just creating an individual item of what someone can hire you to do specifically. And so right. you're just providing real detailed explanation of, I, let's see, I'm going to pull up your, your profile here. So you got, you're on Twitch. Let's see here. Instagram looks good. Uh, TikTok. 
I'd, I'd really probably focus on YouTube because it's the one that's growing nicely. You yeah. say, you know, I'll create a YouTube video the, to, to review your game. Here's uh, some examples of what I've done in the past. Here's the depth that I will go into. This mm -hmm. is the minimum amount of time. I'll reference your brand multiple times. Like you can, I find so that, it's more of a general request. It's not specific to, you know, Joe's gaming company. It's just a general request. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. So oh, okay. See, I thought like it was a. a I thought it was. I I thought it was a pitch specifically to. Oh you know, no 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 no. To, so to Kellogg's to say I'm going to review your cereal, but we it's thought not about doing that actually. A long time ago, we thought about doing that, and the response we got back from the brands was, "Please stop this." And so the, that may have just been a function of where our tech, though, was, because at that okay. point in time, you know, the tech was a little bit more simplistic. So we might have a larger brand and every influencer would spam them and be like, you know, I can't figure out who's good, who's not good. Um, I suppose we could probably get back to that. But by creating this sort of hire me sort of offer, uh... it allows brands to kind of come in and not have to think about how to create a campaign on their own. They're just oh, approaching yeah, I, like, okay. I misunderstood. So he did it for me. Click done. Oh, I get it. I miss. I kind of misunderstood. Okay. That, 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 that's good to know, though, because that means that I should probably, you know, go back to my team and say, "Hey, we need to make this a little bit more clear. What are we actually doing here?" Right. I understand. Feedback okay. is iterative. Yeah, and that that's probably a little bit on me too. Is I probably should have researched it a little bit more. I probably should have watched a couple other videos on how to create a pitch and 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 all of that. And I did not do that. So, uh, yeah, I understand. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So generally, again, I don't want you to get into specifics. How do you make money? This is the business of. So yeah, yeah. yeah I know how I I know how I know how I would make money. The brand would pay me. XYZ to do whatever they're going to pay me 50 bucks to send this tweet, or they're going to pay me a hundred dollars to review the game or say whatever this, that, or the other. So I, I'll get a little bit deep in the SaaS world of things. So there's a couple different monetization points that we SaaS have. SaaS stands for software as a service. Thank you. Yes. Software yep. as a service. So we software have, as a service. Yeah. The first thing is we have subscription. So brands will pay us a subscription fee for access to the totality of the tools related to discovery and campaign management of working with influencers. Okay. They could just do that and then never do anything else. Maybe they're just sending product and then it doesn't get any more, any more involved. Beyond that, if they're doing any sort of cash transaction, we have a fee there. So we charge a fee for them to deposit money, which sticks with us until it's paid out to the influencer because we get charged payment processor on both ends of the spectrum. So we make a little bit of a margin there, but we try to keep it as low as possible so that no one gets irked and tries to circumvent the system. Right. So those come, come to me directly and just pay me directly yeah. with, so, a, with an e-transfer so, or something. Yeah. So for instance, we'll, we'll charge 10%. Okay. Anyone that's been doing this long enough, what they'll see is that they can go direct, but they're still going to get, you know, a two and a half to 3% fee generally by doing that. So they'll say like, okay, was it worth that 7% win? Maybe it was, and they, they do it anyways. Usually it's not because uh, we have that whole IntelliFluence promising, meaning that, you know, influencer doesn't get paid until the work's done. But at the same time, the influencer likes the cash transactions in our platform because they know that in order to pitch an influencer, you have to show you're good for the money. So we cut up the fraud on both sides of the equation as a mechanism for just allowing the transactions to smoothly take place. Right. So that's that's really how we get the money. Uh, it's, it's chasing Metcalf's law 
which is the, the square of the users is the power of the network. So we're constantly trying to onboard new brand, new influencer, new brand, new influencer. Chicken right. and egg has been the last six years of my life. But, you know, the more we get, the more opportunities that exist for influencers. The more opportunities, the more influencers we get, which means the more brands we can onboard. Mm -hmm. And so it's a sort of a virtuous cycle. And, and how many of each do you have at any given time? And I don't need exact numbers. I don't want you to get in. I don't want you to give away trade secrets. I don't want you to, you know, you can be, as, as, I, as I said on other shows, just be generally vague. Okay, very specifically I'll be, vague. I'll be I'll be specifically vague. At the moment, we have one hundred ninety thousand nine hundred ninety influencers. Wow. Twenty three thousand five hundred seventy four brands, and there's wow. currently two thousand nine hundred thirty one active campaigns. Wow. So those active campaigns are the ones where, like, sometimes you'll see that you could apply for, it, and then they get segmented down and down and down and down, like a whole bunch of U.S. or U.S. specific to TikTok, whatever it might be. Maybe it's cosmetic TikTok U.S. So I see. A, I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of those. I see. I see a lot of. I see a lot of cosmetic or or, you know, their the product might be stuff. Lot, lot geared toward women. I've noticed in in some of the yeah. stuff that that pops up. That's how the market started. So the market, the entire like uh, digital influencer marketing stuff started because of a company um, out of Australia, uh, Frank's Body. They created a. They used used coffee grounds into some sort of cosmetic product. It's, I don't know cosmetics very well, but it was something that was kind of cool. They gave it to influencers or they gave it to people on Instagram just to play with and use. And they saw that they were getting a lot of sales from doing that. So that became their primary channel. So that's why initially we thought of, you know, influencer marketing, what is it? Females, Instagram, you know, consumable products like cosmetics. It's since branched out. Like there are groups specific to B2B for LinkedIn. You know, because you're trying to get in front of the right marketing director or whatever it might be. So it's going to go in a bunch of different directions like all industries do. Um, I'm just trying to place us in a way that we could work with as many as possible. All right. Excellent. Um, so just in prepping for this, I discovered that you wrote a book. I did. I you're not to. like you're. Not like the guys on CNN. They always have the book front and right behind them. They have their books all beside them and everybody on CNN. And, and I'm going to bring in this expert. They just wrote a book. It seems like they don't, if you can't be on CNN unless you have a book. I guess I got to go on CNN now. I guess you got to go on CNN you got a book, right? Everybody yeah. that, every That's expert the they best. have, doesn't matter what the topic is, every expert has a book and they're usually on the shelf behind them. Wherever there are, there's, it's usually positioned so you can see their books behind them. The reason I did it was because I recognized that, you know, my background in, as an SEO was very established within, within that world, but I was not established in the influencer marketing world. In order to establish myself, I had, a, you know, what is, what is a good approximation of expertise? Writing a book in a, in a, in a field. Therefore, I forced myself to come up with the, the rough concept of chapters that I would need to teach myself in order to become an expert, wrote them, you know, and Andrew in our office here was editing, throwing it on the blog one by one by one by one by one. Eventually we had enough material, collated it, edited it, and went through the horrible process that is, you know, getting a book live. <laughs> so there's the book. I put it up on the screen, uh, link in the description um, for anybody who is very interested, but there it is. And, and 29 really actionable chapters. I love that. I, you can save your money too. Like uh, all the material can be found on the blog. This is just if you want a physical copy of it. Right. And like I, I think some of that feedback that I get on the reviews is like, 
I could just read this on the blog. Yes, yes, you can. But then you got to go dig through it. You got to read them all. This is it's just a nice, right? So it's just putting the material out there. And then once we had it, we just had to publish it just uh, for the uh, close the loop. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to talk about? I, uh, I I think I'm out of questions uh, for, you know, this was great. It gave me everything I needed to know about about you and about the, the website and the company and all of that, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Anything else you want to talk about, mention? I can make you full screen. So everybody should be signing up is basically what you're everybody. I'm going to email them eventually anyways. So. <laughs> We are good at finding those emails and we you know, hey, we reach out every reply that I get, whether it's good or bad, I do see. And so, you know, I, I try to take that feedback and digest shit and figure out, you know, if this, if you can't take it all. Out. You can't take it all personally, though. Oh, no, no, no. We, we've got past that point at this point. But, uh, you know, we're I, I, I really do think that influence is something that everyone has already. It's just a matter of whether they want to charge for it. That's it. And should, and should people be charging for it? Absolutely. You should always charge what you're worth. So like, we, we, we talked a little bit of this behind the scenes. Um, I'm, I, I'm okay. And this is a mental thing. I'm okay with taking money from brands, right? So if Kellogg's wants to pay me a hundred dollars to review their new cereal, no issue with that. But I have a hard time asking my friend Bruce to pay $10 a month to join my YouTube membership channel, which I could do, but I choose not to. Right. I have a hard time with that. And I and I know we talked a little bit about about that off 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 camera. In the, behind the and my, my, my feeling is that you could you could use all monetization points available to you. So, you know, if we talk about YouTube. You're obviously you have the ad revenue. You can have the. the brand and I'm OK. Take, I'm OK. Taking Google's money. They take more Google's money than they offer. Like it should be a higher percentage, frankly. That's another show. <laughs> yeah That'll but, be like, show. but beyond that absolutely like you could have generalist content channel like we talked about mm -hmm. if you want to go really 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 deep on a subject by all means you could have a subscriber base just for the really deep stuff yeah. like maybe you have a business hub channel and yeah. it's 30 minutes an hour per show but maybe yeah. you have some sort of behind the scenes show me how you did e even more like how how did you go about hiring for these people how, how did you go about building this specific thing what are the roadblocks you ran into like all the in-depth questions where it's almost like a consulting gig yeah then charge I, for it. I did watch a number of videos and uh, listen to a bunch of different people about how they did it and how things like that so i did watch a bunch of videos i did read a bunch of things bunch of blog posts a bunch of other people way smarter than me who's been doing this longer how did they start Right. And I've tried to apply some of that to how I, you know, you know, how I reached out to you and to other guests that I have in the future. I, I will predict, though, that as you get to a certain size with your channel, you're going to you're going to feel the sort of natural inclination to segment in some way. Mm. And when you get to that point, I think it would make sense to, uh, to layer on a premium channel mm. just for the extremely good, extremely in-depth higher value uh, provided uh, content right and if, if it, it here's the beauty if it flops you just put that content back on your regular channel hmm. i do see a lot of people that have multiple channels and i've often I'm like why would you have multiple channels because if you have one channel and you've built that up to I, you know, whatever number, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. Now you're going to create another channel from scratch and hope some of those people transfer over. And I've seen, you know, channels that have millions of subscribers. They have a second channel with maybe only 100,000, which, you know, so, which, is, which is way more than I'm ever going to get. But I'm just saying. 
it's it's a small percentage of their main channel. So I've often wondered about that. So I, I've, I've run it a couple times. So I saw like uh, Answers with Joe. He does uh, science questions and history and his, it's interesting stuff. And he has a very specific format. Then he does like a, a riff where he's just sort of ranting for 20, 30 minutes. That content was a, not a natural fit for his main channel. Mm. So he created a secondary channel for that. I think the crossover is probably 90%, 100% close in front of people with the main channel, the sub channel. Sure. But it just allows him to provide that without diluting the main channel mm. and getting additional monetization. So I think that's why some of that happens. Uh, I, I referenced John Michael Godia. He, he does his original content. And then he created something called Event Horizon where all he does are interviews. So you, then you have like the different format that way. So maybe you have your interview channel, you have your gaming channel, you have XYZ channel. Mm, interesting. And you sort of tie them together, cross promote them all the time. Join my other channel, subscribe here. Of course, here. of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, that's why I download the video and I download the audio and I put it on Spotify and I put it on, on Google and, 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 you know, cause some people, um, I do, I do, I do some other things with some other people or I've heard other people too. And they're like, Oh, can I listen to this? And you know, I want to listen to this in my car or, or something like that. Can I, you know, can I, can I download the podcast or can I do it something else? And in some you, other cases they can't. So you take a uh, short snippets and put them on TikTok. Um, that's the plan. Um, uh, that is the plan. Unfortunately, you can get whatever you want it to. there's no timeline to it. No, I know. And I, and I will, um, most of the people who know me know that I've been going through, we've sort of this life we've been sort of moving. Um, and it's, it's not gone as smoothly as we planned it out as we, as we, as we embarked on this process and we pl plotted it all out. It did not go as planned. Um, and again, well it's, it, it, it <laughs> we rely, it's, it, we were relying on other people to do their jobs and they just did not do their jobs as well as I would have hoped. So we are way behind. <laughs> so I didn't want to delay the, sh you know, the launch of the show. And I often said, I'm going to do this once everything, but I, when I got into the new house I, and I had the new setup, that's how I was going to launch it. But I just decided to launch it anyways while we were in transition because I just didn't know what was happening. And bit by bit, right before we, we, we went on, I got a good news text. So I need to deal with that tonight. But um, things are slowly turning around. But a week or two ago, they were not looking they were not looking good a week or two ago. But again, that's the plan is to take these little snippets and put them on uh, as a reel, uh, put them yeah. on, on, on TikTok. Uh, I, I do that. that the long format content and you can spread it everywhere that that's correct that is that is the goal is to find a few cute little snippets snippets again i did sports tax so he did a little thing about what's uh, a jock taxes so again i want to slice that out make a little 30 second or 40 second um mm -hmm. you know uh, stuff you know kind of like colin samir do right colin samir do their big long interview uh, and then they slice up little TikToks and little reels and, and little things. And a lot of my, a lot of my TikToks <clears throat> are just goofiness. Um, and a lot of my reels are, you know, goofiness. And sometimes, um, sometimes they're just, uh, wildlife. I take, uh, I take a lot of videos of just, you know, whether it's the local ducks or just some scenes that I can use as B-roll and other videos that I do, uh, later on. And then I might just stitch them together. Um, I went to a place yesterday and, um, it is a, um, I think it's big in the U S Wayfair. Ever heard of Wayfair? Yeah. Um, they're a Wayfair liquidation place. Interesting. Um, so, um, everything is, so it's all Wayfair products and I, I, I don't know. I never asked her how she got, how she gets the stuff, but she gets, she gets new deliveries every day. And there was a truck that almost hit me. He was backing up. 
um, and uh, he was delivering more product. And so you can go and get, uh, you know, bed, you know, if you need a new bed, they have stuff there, stuff, everything you get on. So I don't know if it's out of date stock or stuff that doesn't sell on Wayfair or whatnot, but it somehow ends up in this building outside of Toronto that uh, I discovered. And so uh, from someone else's TikTok. So I'm going to steal the idea and I'm going to, I, I sliced up, a but made a bunch of videos. So I'm going to put that together into another video and stick that online. So uh, some of that, but and some of the stuff is my gaming content. Cause that's what I do most of the time. Um, but I do other things. Um, I do, um, uh, I do a retro show on Friday nights. And so I'll go to retro stores and I will record a bunch of video and then I'll make a, Hey, I went to this, I went to this retro store and here's, look at what I found. And I will show off the games or I went to a swap meet, uh, and I record a bunch of stuff from there and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of all my live stuff is either the show or gaming, but then I do other videos as well. Some of them are fun. Some of them are just stupid. Which is what people ask me. They're like, why do you make these stupid videos? Why, 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 you know, why, you know, you were out with your mom and you made all these pictures and all these videos because you wrote, you spent the afternoon, my mom's nine, almost 90, right? So we went out and spent the day together. Um, and I'm going to do the same thing uh, this weekend. It's their 67th wedding anniversary this weekend. Wow. Um, so yeah, 67 years they've been married. Guess that's why they don't want to be in the same room in the, at the retirement community. <laughs> After being together 70 plus years, they're just kind of sick of each space. <laughs> they're just kind of sick of each But I'm going to, you know, I asked my brother, I said, do you have their wedding album? Um, do you have that wedding album that we found? And he goes, yeah. I said, can you bring it out? And so he's going to bring me out. There's a bunch of their wedding pictures. So I'm going to take some pictures uh, on the Saturday and take some and I'll slice them together. I'll do a bunch of stuff, make a few fun little videos. Nothing, nothing brands would want to sponsor. Yeah, but that, that's part of the process of being a creator, though. Create. Yeah. If you're creating for yourself, it doesn't matter if anyone else is watching. Well, my friend Anthony does that. He does a daily vlog, and it's just wherever, whatever nonsense he just happens to be doing, whether he's going to the gym with his stepdaughter or eating at a dinner or whatever. He just films a whole bunch of stuff and makes a video and sticks it up there, and he says he makes it for himself. Right on. Right. So, all right, I'm going to pull you full screen so you can give a little shout out to yourself and how people can find you. And in the description, I did put a link to your Twitter and your company. Anything else you want to say? You want to show off what's behind you? <laughs> no, no need to show off. <laughs> if you're interested in influencers whatsoever, just go to IntelFluence.com. You can reach me at Joe at IntelFluence.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, what is with your Twitter? Your Twitter is a little different. So my my handle in search was Cygnus. So that Cygnus X1 was the first uh, uh, theoretical black hole. And so as a black hat, I thought that was funny at the time. And so it just sort of stuck for 25 years. <laughs> you know, the decisions you make as a teenager will follow you when you're in your 40s. So uh, Bruce wants me to know whatever I how I interpreted his comments was not correct. So I'm not sure if you're reading the chat. So okay. uh, I, I just wanted, because uh, I may have said Bruce, I, I can't remember what I said now, but I may have said something incorrectly the way I read Bruce's comment from earlier. So he wanted me to let you know that whatever I had said, however I interpreted his comment was not correct. Okay. So Bruce, I'm I appreciate sure you. It was good or bad or what, but it's all good with me. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, perfect. Joe, I want to thank you taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, I've learned a couple of things. Um, and I am going to go and I promise you, I will, I don't know when 
I'm going to create my first pitch. I don't know what that's going to look like. I will let you know once I do it so you can critique it and tell me what I did and tell me what I did right or wrong. You already gave me a couple other pointers, which I will go and and, and try to clean up my profile. Um, so I will take that take that advice at some point once I get this house stuff sorted out. Yeah. And congrats uh, on the. Oh, I see. He was talking to somebody else when I said it wasn't worth your time. I was talking oh. to. Yeah. Okay. He, he says he likes your stuff. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Bruce, is a, Bruce is a good musician. He's got his own YouTube channel. Uh, so, Bruce, you should sign up and uh, maybe some guitar brands will, will uh, pay you to get, will give you a new guitar. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> That's Joe's job to get a get uh, get Fender to give you uh, oh. get your, get. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know how that works. I'm just talking. I'm just babbling here. Yeah, that'd be a difficult one. Yes. Get Fender to give out give out free guitars. Out, I have reached out to Fender. I've reached out to Guitar Center and and several other ones. And so they have they have a lot of people that are willing to do a lot of stuff just for product. And so it's convincing them that they should go through a formal channel. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would, I would, if they were going to give me a guitar, I would like, I sure. What do you want? You want my first board? I'll give it to him. He's 21 next, you know, on Sunday, you can have him. Like, <laughs> so I can only imagine Bruce gives you a thumbs up to that. So yes, I can imagine that. Uh, I'm sure they get bombarded. I'm sure everybody wants free stuff. Everybody always wants free stuff. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's just making sure that the value proposition is aligned with uh, what the influencers able to do and what the brand's willing to pay. And yeah. hopefully there's enough of an alignment that magic yeah. could happen. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate anybody listening. Uh, so if you haven't, make sure you like and subscribe this show and the channel and on Spotify and on Google. And when I get on Apple, I'll get you to leave me reviews too, but that's uh, that's a while away. Uh, but thank you, Joe. I appreciate you taking time out. Thanks everybody for watching. Leave comments, email Joe, sign up, start making money. Joe wants to give away. Want Joe, you want to get rid of all your money. Right. You want you, you you want to give it to people like me and Bruce and and everybody else. Right. So I'd make a lot more money if I got a job somewhere. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think we all would. I think we all would. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. And have a great day. Joe, hang on. Don't hang. Don't go. Don't run away, Joe. I'm just going to end the show.